welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of spacefarers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the medical droid, and I'm joined by... Justin, your local inspector. Oh, uh, Adam, the cyborg. And Debbie, the corpsicle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> you, oh, you announced what you were, and I was like, man, this is just going to sound really... <laughs> Really not good. That's such a good name for it. This isn't going to make sense to fucking anyone. Great. Yeah, you're just the person who's been stuck in cryo sleep forever. <laughs> so what do we call it? I know, the corpsicle. Corpsicle. Oh. God, that's that's excellent. This is a board game podcast where we play games and then talk about them. And today we are talking about a game that none of us own, but Justin just really, really wanted to try called Stationfall. Uh, I understand this game just came off of Kickstarter, and he's interested in maybe getting it sometime when it isn't uh, when when it is more widely available. Yeah, Stationfall is a game where you are on a space station and it is crashing to the earth and you i mean you gotta get out kind of but maybe you won't and maybe you'll just spend the whole time trying to feed people to a plant anyway i'll uh i'll dig up the uh board game geek uh description here because i don't think i can look at their website it doesn't have the back nobody ever puts the back of the box on the internet I, on, I don't guys. think it's uh, being re- sent out for like general distribution until June of this year. So I don't think Ooh. there is a back yet. Oh, we're ahead of the game. <laughs> All right. What is Stationfall? Well, imagine a dozen or so random humans, robots, and none of the aboves, each with their own abilities, goals, and secret relationships, have been turned loose on a space station that is going to be incinerated upon its inevitable re-entry into Earth's atmosphere. You are one of these characters, and the others are collaborators you have on hand ready to assist you in achieving your goals. But choose them wisely, as any one of them could secretly be another player waiting to betray you. Station follows a box full of creative solutions, but the box is going to morph, twist, and grow teeth over the course of play. Your best turns will exploit the unique tactical freedom of being a secret conspiracy, as well as deductions about your opponent's identities and motives. Station follows a messy, intricate, and full of dangerous variables. And that is the description from the publisher. Um, yeah, one thing that this uh, probably understates is how uh, complicated this game is. Um, so the overview is going to be a hot mess, and I'm going to gloss over most of it uh, because there's a lot going on, and I frankly don't have the energy to go through all of it. You can probably find a video that will explain it all if you are interested. This is going to be like more of a, even more of a general overview than I usually do. Um, it's a bit of a heavy teach. Yeah, you described it as a front-loaded teaching experience. Oof. The game consists of a board which shows you your uh, your station, which is a very nice station. It's got like uh, it's got some crap on the top where all the escape pods are. You probably won't be needing those. Uh, there's a couple of rings, and then you've got like more junk down at the bottom, and all these are connected via various routes. Some of them have gravity, some of them don't. Some things are locked, some things aren't. There's like different descriptors on each one of these rooms to tell you what they are as well as what they can can do it what you can do in them like some of them have consoles some of them have manufacturing plants some of them just have like people's data lying around on the on them um some of them have antimatter in them some of them are the reactors it goes on and on and on and on and on but the board will have most of this information on it uh, as to what what it is and what you can do with it uh off to the side you're going to be dealing out a whole bunch of these like characters that you're going to be able to play throughout the game um and they're going to be all these different personalities like the medic medical droid the botanist the uh whatever the inspector the cyborg and uh the corpsicle and uh, these are going to be your your characters. These are the people that you're going to be interacting with. Um, what you actually are and the person that you're actually playing is also dealt to you secretly. And uh, in the way that there's two cards dealt to you, you pick one that you want to be and the other one that you want to just conspire with. Um, and essentially, like the p- one that you pick is going to be the character that you you are um, called your PC and what is uh, telling you what your goals are for the entire game. So in my case, the medical droid, the goal was essentially to run around the spaceship 
and uh, and revive people. And the more people I could revive, the more points I would get. Um, there are other characters who uh, uh, John, who isn't on this podcast, was playing as the botanist. And the botanist is a is a person who runs around with a Seymour like plant, trying to consume the bodies of people that are hanging around because he really, really, really likes that plant. Um, and each of these uh, identities has various goals on them. They're all very different for the most part. Like they, they all have a similar theme to them in that you're trying to like interact with the ship. And some of the people are trying to get off the ship and some of the people are trying to get like data down to the to the ship and trying to like expose lies and secrets and the cyborg i think was just trying to like conk everyone on the head um with a with a with the officer badge on them um so you can imagine that there's like different people with different goals and different ideas of what it means to win the game um and it is with this in hand that you launch it playing the game which like your individual turns are reasonably straightforward i'm gonna say but you know with a game like this nothing's really that straightforward um the game is played over a series of minutes depending on what kind of uh what kind of game you're playing in the tutorial version which is what we played you have 13 rounds or 13 minutes to do whatever it is you're doing before the station crashes into the earth on your turn you can do uh i'm just gonna pull up the reference guide here so that i don't like completely mess this up on your turn you first of all decide whether you want to reveal your character because during this game you can play as you activate any character that you want as long as you have what's called influence on them but you're only ever playing one character right like that's your character and if and you're trying to achieve those goals but at any time you can sort of uh, manipulate other people's stuff and you're, you're keeping your guy secret as you do this for the most part but the first thing you can do is you can reveal optional and once per game you can reveal who your character is and say haha i was this person the whole time and what that does is it means that other people can no longer continue to influence your character which is one of the benefits because then like people can't go messing with your guy anymore for the most part um this also also allows you to activate other powers that are on your character like uh um well the, the in my case the medical droid when you reveal they go haywire and they just get another get another wrench to bonk people with which seems counterintuitive for a medical droid until you realize that your job is to make people healthy but what if nobody's healthy on the ship well you can always make them be unhealthy for a little bit first step two is you can influence people so you have a number of cubes at the beginning of the game uh, that you can distribute amongst these characters and essentially this is like you telling other people or getting dirt on other people or being able to influence other characters so the way it works is that if you have uh, the most cubes on something then you can act activate that character the most are tied cubes on some on one of the characters you can activate that character later in the round um so during the second phase of the game or the second phase of your turn rather you can uh, spread out influence cubes from your supply to any of the characters that you want to, to put them on you might do this for one reason or another to be able to use a character later or even to lock a character down from anybody else being able to use it because characters have a limit of the number of cubes they can have on them so that's like sort of one of the main systems of the game is being able to uh put these cubes down and sort of control various actions uh control various characters uh step three is that you can activate or renegotiate uh we i don't think we ever really did renegotiate but that essentially means that you can like take cubes back from somebody um activation is that uh, you get to put your your uh, activation token down and then you can do actions as that character so even though i'm the medical droid maybe i want to use the uh, cyborg because maybe adam hasn't revealed yet i can put a put a influence token on the cyborg and then activate the cyborg and maybe i just want to like use him to go bonk somebody on the head oh, wouldn't that be fun you can use that character as doing a number of actions, which can be things, like I said, you can bonk somebody on the head, you can move from one place to another, you can use consoles, you can use uh, uh, other items inside of a room, you can pick up a firebomb and throw it into the reactor. Why not? Go for it. Um, you can pick up compromising material on people, you can pick up data, you can let the monster loose, all of these sorts of weird things that you can do. Um along with your activation you can like pick up stuff i think you can throw stuff 
I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things you can do. I'll leave it up to your imagination to figure out how you can use all that crap. Alternatively, or in addition to the activation, you can also bribe somebody kind of once per game, I think. You you start with one of these bribery tokens, and you can use that on any character to sort of make them do something. Unless the person has been revealed, in which case they get to choose whether they want to do it or not. But they can get bonus points if they take one of those tokens from you. Um, compromising material can be used. So this is another thing you can sort of pick up, and that can be also used used uh, to make people do stuff for you. It's basically like you have a piece of dirt on them, you know, they're nasty browser history. And so you, you use that to make them do what you want. For some reason, you're bringing all this up in the last 10 minutes of this station about to explode. Um, and then uh, step four is that you resolve and you sort of like clean everything up. Uh, the main thrust of this game is again, like you're just trying to go about doing what your business is and using using your character and all the other characters around to try to uh, get the most points based on whatever your character is. And it's kind of too hard to to explain like what everybody's deal is. Um, so we might just sort of go over that as we go. But the basic flow of the game is that you start your turn, you decide whether you want to reveal or not, or maybe you're already revealed. You decide which guy you want to be. Um, you activate that person if you can. If you can't, you'll just like put some cubes down on them first, maybe if they have room for the cubes. And then you're going to activate that character and do some do some sort of actions to be able to uh, achieve the goal that you want to achieve. Um, there are some other interesting things around like when the lights are on, if you bonk somebody in the head, then that means that like the cameras can see you bonking people on the head and like taking out members of the crew live on camera. And that's not usually good. And so that can push you um, into being a suspect or somebody who is suspect in the destruction of the space station, which means that uh, there is a possibility for you to later not be able to win the game. If if all of Earth knows that you're a complete scumbag who sabotaged the station, they don't necessarily want to uh, hail you as the conquering hero when you come back down to Earth. Um, and this, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that that thing can get manipulated, including like transmitting data back to Earth or using the legal bot because there's a bot that goes around spreading NDAs everywhere like there's a lot of shit going on suffice it to say that your goal is listed on your character and you are just trying to like act on that as best you can Justin I mean how do we want to how do we want to tackle this like I've sort of gone over the medical bot did you want to Justin do you want to maybe like maybe we'll go around and uh like sort of detail what our experience was with the with the characters or something like that uh yeah like a kind of what my character was about or just sort of experience with the game like sure both why not <laughs> yes sure uh yeah so for me i was the uh the inspector and then my backup characters were the uh three clone uh, maintenance technicians on the station so yeah I, my objective was to try to find this briefcase and then go and download some evidence on the station and then get back to earth so i could prove to the authorities that you know this corporation and you know the way way too evil to exist you know not just a little evil and it's okay um <laughs> and uh the clones the clones just wanted to get the hell out of there they just wanted to survive um and they wanted to get evidence that you know clones were real and that was their whole like shtick and uh it is amusing how like uh like the the cards kind of give this very general overview of sort of your your goals um but it is does have this included manual that kind of goes over each character more in depth and it has some sort of amusing backstory there for some of them but yeah things kind of started off real quickly where i was just kind of quietly trying to maneuver some guys and uh you know get over to the security console so i could print off some like you know some data and all of a sudden uh, somebody uh influenced my character and moved them over to this 3d printer and uh, made themselves a firebomb uh much to my surprise <laughs> Uh, and from there, things quickly went sideways, uh, partially for me, because I saw a botanist with a man-eating plant, a medical bot, and a stowaway gathered down in some, uh, some tanks. So, you know, I just tossed that firebomb in down there and went about my business. <laughs> uh, because I think at that point, somebody had gone in and opened up a reactor, the reactor room, and caused, you know, a 
power starting to fail. The cameras were off and uh, gas had started filling the top of the station. Um, yeah, and it, it quickly became a game of uh, surviving the station falling and getting some you know handy data to how can I possibly keep my secret identity alive <laughs> for long enough to get out of here? Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of has a interesting sort of beginning, middle, and end. Um, and one of the things that happened was that I, I was trying not to reveal my character right away, but it ended up being that one of the inspector's special abilities was being able to rob anybody as if they had a gun. Ah, You're yeah. always able to just like flash your badge and, you know, frisk the guy. Uh, so John had used that to steal a gun from somebody and then proceeded to immediately shoot somebody, <laughs> uh, because, uh, people were running around trying to keep his plant away from, you know, dead bodies, which seemed a sane thing to do. Uh, which was also hilarious because I thought Adam was the botanist the entire time uh, because he started – he immediately activated the botanist and grabbed a wrench and started hunting people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was very confused and uh, rather frightened. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a game that is very rules-heavy because there's a lot of things you can do and it can be very complicated. Like I think I spent about an hour more. An hour kind of going over the both manuals and then an hour kind of doing a dry run before we did things and I forgot a whole ton of stuff. Um, but I, I felt like things mostly made sense. You know, like there's a certain self-preservation mechanic, so you can't immediately have somebody throw themselves out an airlock uh, into awaiting blackness and death. Uh, and you can't bonk yourself over the head with a wrench. So you, there are certain ways you need to kind of go about doing things and try to be a little sneaky. Um, yeah, John, asshole. <laughs> Uh, that was, that was, that was unfortunate. And I'll let, uh, Debbie describe that, uh, horrible experience. Um, but yeah, so I felt like things kind of make sense. Like, you know, okay, you have, you know, a couple actions you can move, you can throw something, uh, because sometimes it's, you don't necessarily want to go into that room, uh, and you want to like toss it to somebody. You can always give people items, which is amusing. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a interesting take on sort of that social deduction kind of game. Um, with the the added kind of special abilities and sort of madcap characters, uh, kind of a kind of a bit of a hitchhiker's guide kind of humor in some points, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it kind of has that beginning of just you kind of think you have a plan, you're kind of kind of try to keep things calm, and then the middle where all hell breaks loose, and then sort of the last third is who's still alive and who can I even influence anymore because we're starting to run out of characters that are not permanently dead at this point because this man-eating plan is going crazy. Uh, and depending on uh, which zany antics happen to you uh, is definitely, I think, going to influence uh, how you're going to feel about the game in the end, I think. Uh, I managed to get out mostly alive uh, with at least one clone, so uh, the rest all all died heroically, um, knocked out in the main atrium uh, with a cyborg watching over with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the whole but, thing burn. <laughs> what, are, what are you guys talking about, man? I just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was a thing. <laughs> it happened. Um, I uh, was that cyborg, <laughs> and I my my whole thing was um, that I am half man, half machine. <laughs> so therefore, I didn't care if I made it to Earth or not. My guy was pretty happy either way. Uh, but his <laughs> his thing was that he did not want uh, he did not want anybody or sorry, any of the officers making it to Earth. Now, admittedly, <laughs> when we when we first started in on this game, I was on. I had no idea how to determine who was an officer and who wasn't, uh, which was a little I don't know. I mean, frustrating, I suppose. It's a little confusing because it's not it's not like all. Well, it, I didn't think hmm, at the start of the game that they were all that anyone was, you know, really wearing name tags of like, hey, I'm an officer. Uh, so later I found out that there is a way you can tell and it, it does have it on the player cards. Uh, I just didn't catch that off the start. Um, and it's not like you feel like you can ask. You're like, oh, so uh, 
So, uh, hey, uh, who here is an officer? Can you raise your hand uh, and make sure you don't get any helmets on, okay? <laughs> that's yeah. right. I, I feel like that's a problem with a lot of trying to teach social deduction games without doing, like, a dry run. Because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things where you want to ask and it's, like, without, you know, completely laying out your hand. Yeah, but if I do, yeah, if I do ask, then it's, everyone's just going to be like, oh, why do you want to know that information? Power of deduction? <laughs> You're a bad man. <laughs> uh, well, that's fair. Uh, my my other kind of special abilities um, were that so normally in the game, if someone has activated a character and then another person goes to activate the same character, therefore it would have two tokens sitting on it. Uh, that person would be considered exhausted and you would only get one action out of that character as opposed to two. The normal two, I should say, uh, whereas the cyborg, once again, didn't care because he's half machine. He's like, yo, it takes more for me to get exhausted. Therefore, he re always required two tokens on him to become exhausted. So I uh, was able to constantly activate and then reactivate my cyborg pretty much every turn and still have my full gambit of actions, which was great. Um and then my other my other perk was that if somebody were to be so fortunate as to have found themselves a helmet, um, but I had a wrench, I could still hit them over the head and knock them out. It only uh, but the downside to that is that I would lose my wrench. The wrench would become broken, as would the helmet. Um, which, which at the end of it, I mean, I'll, I'll admit at the start of the game, I was so thoroughly confused about what the hell was going on as we ran through the rules. And I was just like, man, there is so much information being thrown out at me. I don't know what to do with half of it. Uh, but whatever, here we go. And so I just started off by, I think, yeah, my, my very first action was like getting the botanist to go and pick up a wrench, partially because I don't know, I didn't want them. I didn't want people to think, or I actually, I did want people to think that I was the botanist. Uh, and also, I mean, I could get a wrench and then pass it off to my, my buddy, the cyborg, and then commence bonk city USA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, it kind of worked out. <laughs> I, uh, I did manage to get said wrench into the, into the hands of the cyborg. Oh, I forgot about one more, one, one more funky rule that the cyborg has. If the cyborg has been knocked out, most people, when they're knocked out, they have to wait for the medical bot to come over and, um, heal them, pick them back up, shoot them up with adrenaline. I don't know. Uh, but with the cyborg, he can just do it on his own as long as it's the first action he takes on his turn. So if he's knocked out, you can activate the cyborg, use his first action to stand himself back up, and then you carry about your turn. I mean, you only have the one action, but I mean, you know, there, there was a couple times where I got knocked down and then I got back up again because you're never going to keep me down. And then I, then I, uh, I don't know, I, I tub thumped the person oh, wow. in the room with me wow i mean you're not wrong yeah so it's uh which, which happened a lot to me more times than not unfortunately <laughs> uh, yeah it, it was good rough, i i go yeah yeah for debbie did have a rough go uh it like I, I i actually really enjoyed this game i thought it was quite quite fun um the problem the problem i have with it is that the teaching side of it is brutal like it is painful and it, it's kind of tough to for a game like this to say um you know hey guys let's play this game i'm gonna yeah. try to explain it to you but i pretty much guarantee you're not gonna get it <laughs> and so we're just gonna have to like bumble fuck our way through it like for the first time and it just hmm it's just tough. Like it's it's tough for me to to really be like, yeah, this is super awesome because like once I quasi had half like once I had half of an idea of what I was doing, I had a fantastic time with it. But getting to that point was painful at times, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So totally. like, I mean, my first, like I was the first player and I was the medical bot who has to revive people. And so I had zero clue what I should be doing as well. It's like, uh, I don't know. So funnily enough, Debbie, who was playing as the corpsicle, my plan was actually to go and like revive her as like my first action. But like, even then I just had zero clue what to do because it was just a matter of like, there's just so many things, like there's so many options and you just have zero clue what to do. Like, uh, it was just, it was just a lot for sure. And I mean, it does give you some guidance. It's like, um, you know, like, like your character has some, like gets various values of points based on things that they do or, or prevent from happening. So like my guy was going to get two bonus points or something for releasing, uh, what was it? The, the project project X. X, That's what, yes. So for, for releasing project X, which is like really the most resident evil thing I've heard in a long time. Um, you like, you know, it's like, I was going to get some points. So then I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I do this? So eventually I found, I I can't, I don't know. After somebody firebombed like the main area, the control area or something, that was my opening. Cause I was like, man, there's, there's no, there's no lock on agent X's or project X's, uh, door anymore. So now, now's my time. So I went in and like let it out, which which turned out to not really be what I thought it was. But I'll leave that for you guys for when you play it to determine because there are different Project X's that gets dealt out randomly. And the one that we had was was not what I expected. And it uh, it actually ended up putting a bit of a hitch in my giddy up as I was trying to <laughs> try to like uh, execute my plan. Um, but yeah, it, it's like I said, it was, it was fun. It was really fun. It's just such a shame that it, it was so hard to get there. And and I know, but you know who did have fun? I guarantee you Debbie had fun laying on the ground. John, John, John had fun. John, John had a, yeah, John had a great yeah. amount of fun trying to eat people this plant. Well, I mean, Adam, you, uh, you had a bit of a role to play in that, uh, snafu that you're you're not wrong <laughs> but that, that's what i didn't know what the hell was going on so i'm like i'm just gonna just gonna do things i'm gonna start I'm just gonna keep on pl- people doing things because that seems like the good well, thing i didn't to eat do. you with the plant i i i i know i picked up oh i activated the medical droid and picked up the plant <laughs> and then i think some then the next person like activated the medical droid and ate the botanist with his own plant yeah yeah that was that was epic um so i mean i'm gonna start with a couple caveats here so anytime we do one of these episodes i tend to sound like a mild psychopath because i i get amusement out of things i probably shouldn't get amusement out of but let me tell you it was not me that had a a questionable time with this game my husband was sitting in a room next room over from me (laughs) laughing like a maniacal nutcase like i don't know i it was the weirdest thing he was giggling and i it was very concerning is what it comes down to he um yeah i really wasn't sure how that game was gonna go um and it was it was disturbing so i just just want to make sure everybody knows that i'm not always the crazy one here the beginning of the game for me was unfortunate because we screwed up a bit which did make it uh just a little more difficult for me yeah i messed up a a couple rules going and that's i mean it happens right um it just happens to be that the like literally the opening piece uh of of mine so as the corpsicle i was um i wasn't really sure what to do but i could see that i was stuck in a room with the cyborg and i thought man that's really gonna suck for me um so i thought you know i better i better try to get him out um and i i that's that's my goal and so i uh you know tried to to bring uh medical over to revive me and then we you know kind of like i said we kind of messed up a little bit and and thought that the lock was on on the the cryo chamber that i was stuck in and so decided to unlock the lock and well that i didn't need to do that um so we ended up bringing like an engineer around and oh, we did all sorts of fun little stuff and i was i found it a little confusing because the the corpsicle doesn't have much of an advantage i don't think beyond the fact that you 
basically get to start uh, dead. I mean, it's kind of creepy, but I <laughs> weird definition of a benefit. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, you're you're asleep basically, uh, and you can be kind of left alone for the most part for the first little bit um, if you wanted to. It uh, the the point that you're trying to get to with the corpsicle is your I I think the the idea is that you're a um, a prisoner of sorts um, is is kind of the impression that I got and and you're trying to um, get some information uh, before you get out of there and and not let this project this I don't know weird animal thing you don't want to let it out you want to try to get back to earth you want to bring some lube with you no one knows why <laughs> uh, and it was either lube or moisturizer no lube. depends on who you were talking to uh, <laughs> so I mean it was a little strange and then my second character was kind of cool it was the stowaway uh, the stowaway has the ability to uh, go through um, vents and things like that. And so you can kind of um, slink around a little bit, for lack of a better term, um, and and kind of get to places a little easier. Um, well, John came along and um, shot me in the head, uh, me and my helmet. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. And then Adam came along with his cyborg and um, whacked me on the head with his wrench. And and both of <laughs> both of my characters managed to get killed in quite quick succession, which is interesting because there was only three characters dead at that point in the game, and two of them were mine. Yeah, that's just really bad luck, I think. <laughs> Adam Adam really zeroed in on you. Yeah, I Adam. It's, well, I thought I thought I don't know, like because again, I couldn't figure out who the hell was an officer. Yeah. I didn't figure out, so I, I legitimately did, did not figure out which roles were officers until we were doing the final scoring. Right. Oh, And, and so okay. you thought the corpsicle would satsify your your officer need, right? That's what I Which thought. Case. The corpsicle. Yeah, for vengeance. You thought the corpsicle was going to be an officer. Maybe so. Well, yeah, that's why they were preserving it, Adam. right? Like, Oh, you were such a what? liar. <laughs> you, you would obviously preserve an officer. You're, you're not just going to preserve any, like, Tom, Dick, or Sally. Like, it's, you know, you're like, man, this, this person has some pull. Like, no. We better preserve them. No. <laughs> I assure you, I was no oh. one special. Um, yeah. Well, I learned that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so it was, I, it was just, it was very interesting for me. And so the game became, uh, quite vengeful for me <laughs> in the end. And it was, if I can't win the game, you know, no one can kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that became my goal in life was to make John pay for his, he had the choice of killing one of two people or like eating, having a plant eat one of two people in this room. And he chose me and I decided that I was bitter about it. And Adam already was lost at that <laughs> point. So I just, you know, I had to have a goal in life. <laughs> and that was my goal. Um, I mean, as I'm sure you guys know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan or nor am I good at social deduction games. Um, and so I, this one is a kind of a bit tougher for me. Um, just because I, I don't excel at this idea of, I don't know, making people think I'm something I'm not. I tend to deception. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I, t I tend to go for the, I'm just going to make myself really obvious from the beginning and, and hope it pays off. Um, and yeah, that didn't, that didn't work very well for me. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite an interesting game in the sense that it is, uh, it is quite funny. There is a ton, like just the amount of stuff going on is insane. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to explain that. Um, it's, you know, I, I can, I can understand why this game would be, uh, would be popular. I, again, a little surprised how enjoyable it was for Adam. Cause it's just not, I don't know. It's just very weird, but, um, yeah, I mean, I get it. It was a little less enjoyable for me just because like I said, it's, it, it is not the type of game that I typically, I just, I, I would enjoy. Um, but it, you know, I, it was funny. I, I do get the, the merit of why it's amusing. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be better, I think, to play it again, having a little bit more knowledge and understanding a little bit better what was going on. I think the digital implementation of it, um, I had a really hard time seeing 
what people were doing on their turns. Um, like just physically, like the hands were really small and you're, you know, trying to, yeah, it's a big, yeah. Map. Like trying to figure out what is actually happening is, is really hard because, you know, you don't see somebody's giant mitt reach across the table and pick something up, right? <laughs> like, it's a uh, it's a pretty stealthy little thing, and you know, you're trying to um, mentally understand what each character does and why you may want to do something with them and what they can and can't do. And then, you know, by the time you've gotten 50% of the way through what somebody's done, you know, they're done their turn and somebody else is going. So, I mean, it's, it, it is a typical issue that I, f- I find with a lot of these games. Like I, like I said, I just, any of the role-based games I have a really hard time with just like, I feel like you kind of have to memorize them. Uh, you have to have a better idea of really what you're doing and, and things like that. So, um, but it, it's definitely, I found it more amusing and more enjoyable than, you know, other games like coup and things like that. Um, probably just for the distasteful humor, like let's be realistic here. Um, and the oddity yeah. of it, I, <laughs> right. Like I, there's a lot of functionality that I truly do not understand, uh, what happened, how it happened. I'm still, I do not understand the betrayal or not the betrayal. The, yeah, it was betrayal. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When you reveal all the uh, cubes go to the betrayal box. Yeah. Like I, that to me is, I, I still have no idea how that affects the game at all. It, it, it kind of affects the game by locking those influence cubes in a little, little jail. So you can't oh, so use, you can them, never use characters. them again. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, it's yeah. So there's just, there's just a lot of things that I just had a difficult time really kind of wrapping my, my little cranium around, unfortunately, but is what it is. Uh, it was kind of funny listening to this group of guys like giggling like little schoolgirls. At certain points where it was like everybody was very excited about plants and and I it was it was very interesting. If you want to learn something about your spouse, um, <laughs> give them a yeah. wrench. He's a stone cold psychopath. Yeah, play something yeah. like this with them because I let me tell you, I learned a lot about Adam yesterday. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You came after me. Well, I thought you were an officer. I was a popsicle. God damn it, popsicle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I had no idea who the officers were, so I was like, well, if I can't figure out who the officer I'm is, they all might go down. <laughs> Commander Popsicle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's funny that I give you a hard time about that, because I very often, when we're playing games like this, go after you just to, like, blow off <laughs> a little bit of steam. So, no, you don't so say. really, I mean, I'm I'm being fairly hypocritical, but I, uh, yeah, I just, I like I said, just really bad luck for me. Uh, not... I guess it's a typical kind of game that I play, but it is really funny. There's a lot of um, different characters that you can play. So there's a lot of change and a lot of variability that kind of can happen here. Um, it's I, I agree kind of with what everybody else said. It's a bit tough of a game to be like, hey, let's bring this out in a party and I'm going to sit everybody down for 30 minutes and... The thing that baffles me about that is that you can play with up to nine people with this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, how could you possibly teach nine people this fucking thing and or eight other people this game and like in like en- enough time? Like, I've I've played enough games at like random get togethers that if you spend more than 15 minutes setting it up, you're going to get somebody's going to just walk over and like start complaining at yeah. you. Someone yeah. not even involved in the game will come over and start like whining that you're taking too long. Well, I mean, it's one of those things uh, where yeah. usually if it takes that long to to set up or explain, I the game itself has got to take, you know, three to four yeah. times yeah. as long, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a very questionable game. Like, it shouldn't take you longer to explain than it does to play, realistically. Um, yeah. And so, I yeah, that's a, I mean, that is a tough one to swallow. I, you know, my eyes got a little glazed over as Justin was explaining it because it just kind of ours started to, it all just kind of started to oh, meld that's together. That's pretty normal. <laughs> that's normal that's with Justin, normal I think. Me, yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's for for being kind of like yeah, that social deduction sort of party game. Uh it yeah, it's not something like a lot of party games where you want to bring this 
out with like eight people who have either never played it or aren't big board gamers mm-hmm. like this is yeah yeah i mean it really makes me wonder you know, how often like you'd get it board to the table. gamers board game yeah and it's for that many people you would want at least i think half of the people at the table to have played it before like that's something you want to work up to yeah yeah you know a once a once a year event yeah. kind of thing rather than uh you know what i got in the back a station fall huh anybody yeah yeah anyone want to play a quick game of station fall <laughs> this is one of those games that justin has in his glove compartment <laughs> Well, just yeah. in case, yeah. <laughs> Fucking weighing down his car as he drives down the highway. Have yeah, games. Just lives in the back Will seat, travel. you know. <laughs> just fucking up his gas mileage as he has these. Oh no, my gas mileage. Super obtuse. No, it's costing me more and more every day. I just, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I just, I really, it seems in a lot of ways to be a very uh, novelty esque game. Right. Which is, mm-hmm. I, which is unfortunate because it seems like a lot of work was put into it. A lot of thought was put into it. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. But it has, I think, 27 different characters. Oh, God. You'd never you play through all of them. randomly throw in. So, like, there's a, a lot of different combinations. I think uh, when we played with five players, we had 14 possibilities. Yeah. Uh, so, it, I think that's how it kind of gets a bit more, some extra legs is just sort of the weird interactions that you can get is you might get some characters that want to work together and then you might get a super combat heavy everybody has a gun on the station what's going on kind of game the next time yeah but you gotta you gotta convince that number of people to get together and replay the game oh yeah again, right like, i would it's say a tough a, one it's it's, yeah. it's a tough one it, it played quite well with five um six i could see going quite well with nine i feel uh, because it is one of those games where you have all these plans but because anyone can influence any character by the time it gets back to you uh things have changed uh there's bodies everywhere and you're afraid uh so with nine players i feel like uh, strategies just throw that out the window and just you know go with it yeah so it's like a free-for-all um so the more players that you have does that mean the more characters like the more character cards that are are laid laid out? out yeah I think in general, there's um, four, four to five or four to six extra characters um, that nobody will have control of. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I it's I, it's an interesting one for sure. Because I, I edit these, so I'm going to start wrapping it up now. So yeah, we're going to do some some reviews. Like, again, this is just based off like the one the one playthrough of this insanely crazy game. For me, I had a really good time with it. Like it's convoluted, it's complicated, and it's front heavy in the rules. And like you need to know basically everything before you can even claim to have any sort of clue what you're doing. But like at the end of the day, I had a great time um just playing through your dudes and like trying to figure out like what the best course of action for trying to do the thing that you want to do. And like there was some really weird shenanigans going on at the end with like everyone was trying to stop John from getting his plant to eat everybody. And it was just John from beyond the grave, like influencing everybody that was still on the board to try to like toss this fucking plant around. And it was it was wild. Like he was bribing people and using compromising material from people. It was almost like he had a little cult going. And it was just like this crazy, crazy set of set of circumstances that led to this just kind of buck wild little story that happened. And it was it was pretty incredible. Um and I had a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun towards the end, just like sort of constantly yelling at John to stop being such an asshole and like trying to like figure out a the way to get my guy back up and like to get them going and reviving people again but also so that this stupid plant wouldn't go just run rampant throughout the rest of the space station and it was it was wild like very very heavy on the rules again you need to know everything up front pretty much um I would be interested in playing this again. Um, in terms of owning it, I don't think it's one that's going to enter my collection anytime soon. I have way too many big, complicated board games, and this would just probably never get played. But I think it was fun as hell, and despite it being very complicated, it, I think it will end up having been a memorable experience. So um, if you're interested in this sort of thing, you can always check it out. Um, but just, you know, with all the other caveats that we've already mentioned. So it was a good game. I had a lot of fun, but I don't think I'll be picking it up or recommending 
recommending it necessarily. Uh, Justin. Oh, hey, I also don't own this game, uh, but it came to my attention recently uh, when my when my brother pointed me at it, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun game. I I've always sort of enjoyed sort of the social deduction games or like uh, something like Battlestar Galactica. And uh, I like this take on it um, where you can kind of just hide amongst the rest of the crew as all this madcap action kind of goes around and you don't you're not necessarily tied to a single character. Um, so it's harder sort of to to block what you're doing or kind of hide what your actual objectives are. And sometimes you just uh, take, you know, you just uh, take advantage of an amusing situation. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bit of a hard teach, as we've said, um, for being sort of a uh, you know party game, more or less. But uh, it is a game that is definitely right up my alley. I mean, I, I have a couple games that are not like this, but sort of heavy, heavy, entertaining games that I know won't hit the table very often. But uh, if I see this around in an actual store and not just through Kickstarter, um, it's it's definitely going to be on my radar to pick up because uh, I I enjoyed it and uh, you know I want to I want to give it a few more a few more tries and uh, introduce uh, introduce others to it. Um, so yeah, um, it's a uh, I mean, it's a recommendation on all those other caveats that we mentioned. Like this isn't uh, an every every person's uh, you know party game uh, or deduction game. There's a lot of rules, and this is going to be a bit of a chore to teach. And you want to make sure that you have people that are willing to sit through that or just go with the flow. Um, but uh, in the end, I, I think it was well worth it, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. So um, yeah, uh, don't own it, but uh, planning to pick it up, and you know, I think you'd have fun with it. How about you, Debbie? Uh, so me, I for me this one this is a tough one for me i uh it it goes against a lot of what i enjoy the social deduction piece i don't really like i'm not good at it (laughs) um it it's i have a really hard time getting around the how complicated it is um yeah it i mean it's funny don't get me wrong i probably would hang around i'd probably give it another go um I, I, with that being said, it's not something that I would I would run after um, to play. I it isn't one that I would bring up myself if somebody else brought it to the table and they said, "Hey, let's give this go." I'd say, yeah, "Okay, sure." Um, I, I think I would do that with most games as long as they don't, you know, give me the creeps like the mind. I, you know, most games I'll, I'll I'm, I'm willing to give it a good try. It still really lays, I'm on a five point scale. Unfortunately, this one sits as a three for me, which is a very just, it's eh, meh. I, I just, I don't know. I don't see the value in it. I don't see the worth in it. Um, I, if I wanted to play something convoluted, I would rather play, um, you know, something with I, a lot of, a lot more strategy and a lot more, um, of a, of a puzzle aspect to it. Um, and, and more of like your standard board game, I guess. Um, less of this, just, I don't know. It just, it just really just doesn't hit anything for me. So, um, yeah, so I, it's a three out of, it's a three out of five for me, unfortunately. Um, Adam, how about you? This game is, I'm, I'm in with Debbie in that this game is tough to to rate appropriately because it's like do i just you know go completely as unbiased as possible and just you know ignore the fact that it is an absolute demon to try and teach people like i i think that this would be hard to get to the table because again you kind of need to do it in small groups and then combine those small groups into bigger groups like some sort of weird (laughs) blob like you know you know what i mean like it's You'd have to slowly, like, you'd have, fo- like, the five five of us know how to play it, and then the next time you have a party, you invite one other person. It's kind of like getting somebody into a cult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're just yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Ah, yes. Join, join my cult, a.k.a. play this board game. Like, ah, yeah. interesting. It's like it, trying it's, to get Twilight Imperium to the table. Oh, yeah. Speaking of cults. Um, oh, man. This game's so good. It, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like... The the thing is, I I really enjoyed this, but it would be nigh impossible to try and get it to the table um, in a lot of situations. And that um, that in itself makes it it's super difficult. Yeah, but I think like, that you should rate it based on the enjoyability of it, right? Like, like it, it was enjoyable. Like, like I said, like, like, like if I, if if we if we take the teaching out of it, this game is like probably in the eight and a half range, eight eight and a half. But like the fact that that it's it's just such a 
crazy game to teach. Like it's it's a seven. It's like it's a seven. Like, how can I recommend this? Like the game is still very good, but it's a very niche group of people who are going to be willing to take the time to actually learn this and teach it to enough people to make it worthwhile question mark like i mean i I had a great time at five players i think five players is a a totally fine player count but if you want to play with more players and get that that really big like complete gonzo experience like you're gonna want to do it with more people and it's yeah it's tough it's tough i don't know like maybe maybe take that for what for what you will like like the game is is very good and i honestly would probably give it about an eight eight and a half ish um if you didn't have to teach it and if it wasn't such a, a shit show to teach other than that it's a seven all right well i mean that's makes sense right like i don't think anyone's gonna come after you for that stance i think that you if know? you um if you listen to this and you're like yes i want to be a uh, i want to pretend to be a person who is chasing around a ship full of people with a man-eating plant i think you probably already know that this game might be something that's up your alley yeah. so like, agent of chaos right like it's it's a very oh yeah it's a very chaotic oh it's beyond chaotic like it is (laughs) it it is wild some of the stuff that happens and well you know like the more the more people you get i think the more chaotic it becomes and the less yes yeah the less control and manipulation i think you have i don't actually think anyone's gonna ever pull off a nine player game of this like and that'd be impressive (laughs) yeah it's kind of one of those things where it's it allows for that Yeah, uh, Yeah. probably won't ever do that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this kind of thing, we got lots of episodes. You can check them out. You can also like and subscribe and all that sort of stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Just, you know, just share it around. That'd be great, too. Um, If you want to send us any kind of constructive feedback, you can find us uh, through email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. Justin, do you have anything to plug? Hey, uh, I don't really have anything to plug but myself. Uh, But you can always find me on twitter at uh don't trust justin uh why don't you go ahead and tell me what your favorite experiment going on the iss is right now how about you debbie on the what the international space station oh wow i, I i'm st- i'm still with you with a with a big old head scratch but <laughs> that's not even close to the most obscure thing it, he's ever right, said it's on not. here so um that's true all right so you guys can get me at at mrs win that's at mrswhyn on instagram and twitter uh like tom said you guys can get us as a group um at cgs podcast on twitter we'd love to hear from you guys i am actually honestly honestly curious how many people listening to this episode know what the seymour reference is like i feel like that's gonna age us a little bit but i'm i'm really what i'm old as hell i'm not af- i'm not afraid to say no it. i know but i'm just i yeah. i'm i'm truly because it was it's like cult classic in and of itself right so it's I mean, it's a niche piece of knowledge, even at our age range. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm just really curious to know how many people know what the the Seymour reference is. So yeah, give us a shout. No. Let me let me know how many of you guys know what that is. Um, I it's I love it. So it's great for me. Uh, Adam, how about you? Guys, if you're looking to get a hold of me, you can catch me on social media at for the win f o r t h e w h y n. You can also catch us on Facebook. Both Debbie and I, we're doing barbecue at um ftw barbecue and bakery on facebook um website coming and uh oh and a quick shout out to greg a you know who you are uh because i know you listen to this uh greg a was uh helpful enough to get me and therefore us a pre-release copy of the new libertalia game uh libertalia 2.0 or libertalia winds of gale crest um, so we, we will be looking to get to that one to the table soon. It doesn't release until the end of April, but, uh, again, thank you, Greg A for your help in, uh, facilitating, getting us an early access copy. Sweet ass. Yes. I'm yeah. very excited to bring that one to the table and mm-hmm. get some, get some thoughts on comparisons. Cause we unboxed it and man, are there some Ooh. notable differences? <laughs> oh yes. God. Yes. Yep. So can't wait. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.